Welcome to the Crimson Circle Connection Center. Again, we're here in Louisville, Colorado. We're excited to be here again with this incredible, wild, live audience here. <laughs> Won't let us down. So, we're here for the emergency series number eight. And I hope you're ready Adama certainly left us in some interesting places last time. So, are you ready? Yes. So, whether you're in the live audience or listening from the Crimson Circle website or watching the video from the, well, the Crimson Circle website, welcome. So, as you can see, we're ready as Jeff is bringing Adamas here for us. In fact, he told us earlier he's had to been almost holding him back because he's so ready. So I'll stop yakking so that we can get going. So I'm going to invite each of us, as always, to take that good deep breath, to let the energies flow with that breath. Well, yes, we always breathe, but this is a conscious breath where you literally feel yourself breathing in fully into your body, breathing and allowing the body, mind, and soul, human and divine, here, present in this moment. Breathe in the I am, I exist. Take that good deep breath as we get ready for Adamas. The music's going to play and I want you to feel into this and imagine the human singing to the master, allowing the master to be with the human, be with the good deep breath as we invite Adamas. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Well, you're looking at me like you've never seen me before. <laughs> Maybe there's something a little bit different. Ah, a couple, couple notes before we get started. Uh, Calder thought that I was trying to butt in on the, the, your, the other talk. The, uh, not, not at all. I was just so excited about coming in today because we have a lot to do, a lot to cover. It's going to be a channel in many layers, meaning there's a lot happening. Not just the words that are being said, but there's a lot happening in this message. You might want to go back and listen to it, watch it a few times. We're doing a lot of things right now. We're kind of mixing it up. At times the human mind says, is going to say, what, where's the hell Adama's going with this? What is he talking about? How come he doesn't stay on one subject? Because oh, I'm not going to stay on one subject anymore. It's about the and. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Secondly, the preview of the movie you watched before, The Time of the Sixth Sun. Uh, Tobias indeed is in that movie, his, his narration is in that movie, but not just his narration. You see, he did something kind of sneaky. He actually implanted his living energy in it. 
Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Calder's getting these, uh, what do you call them, the funny things on your skin. <laughs> uh, when, 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 that, when that channel from Tobias was recorded, uh, it was so much more than just kind of um, in the moment and not really planned or prepared. It was a simple request by the producer uh, to state a message, and Calder never thought much of it. Uh, it was just um, a simple message. Well, it becomes the the stream of the river carrying that movie and carrying all of the energies of that movie, but also his living energy. So it's not just recorded words. It's truly living energy. It's really kind of brilliant in his part. Uh, he's very aware of it. So in a way, it's kind of like, well, he has come back. He's there in the movie alive and well, and connecting with each and every one who views it. Connecting with all those who are, are waking up, looking them in the eye as they're watching the screen, and saying, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Kind of like what he said to each and every one of you. Are you ready for what comes next? And then he and many others are going to be guiding, and you are going to be one of those guides as well. Look at what you've went through in these years, not, not just in ten years, but lifetimes. Look at what you've gone through, and preparing the way for so many others. And it is going to be so different than the type of awakening and coming to realization as the current Ascended Masters have gone through. They did it pretty much on their own. They did it without uh, the companionship and the camaraderie of others. They did it struggling in, in very difficult ways, but now it's ready to go to the next level, where many humans are waking up at the same time. And of course, your journey, your, your whole coming to realization is very personal. I mean, we're not doing this as a, as a kumbaya group. There's no formula. There's no, there could be no book that ever puts everything in a, in a specific uh, order. There couldn't be, because everybody is individual. However, there are energies that can be with, that can embrace those who are coming into awakening. So with Tobias kind of, um, well, in a way, in the forefront, and you right there with him, your energies, your living energies tied into this film, I, uh, I, I really, truly ask each and every one of you to view this, uh, because that will, can I say, activate, uh, connect your, your energy, your living energy, along with Tobias's, deep into this film. So everyone who watches it, who's going through their awakening, is going to feel that. They're not alone. There are others who've gone this way. It is a difficult and it is an arduous path indeed. Because everything gets turned upside down. But when they realize that others have gone through it and, and made it, it's going to make a world of difference. So as you're coming into your realization, as you're coming into that final, final stretch, I mean, it's already there, but you're just realizing it, please uh, imprint your energy in this film and others like it that will come. The other that, uh, 
certainly want to mention today is the crew here from Rude Awakening. Your Awakening. Your Rude Awakening. Same thing, but in a bit different level. Your energy is going into that. You know when I said you were going to be the teachers? didn't mean standing in a classroom necessarily. It could be in a film. It could be in a book that you write. It could be in anything. This is, this is all coming to be right now. The Atlantean dream is actually here. And I know that – oh, I know how worn out you get. I know how sometimes there's just all that doubt, loss of hope, loss of passion, everything else. But as you emerge through this, oh, you're going to be singing in great joy, realizing that wasn't so bad. That was pretty easy. <laughs> But I'll never do it again. <laughs> never choose to do it again. Speaking of rough, I, I understand uh, from the uh, complaint department at the Ascended Masters Club <laughs> that it was a tough month for you this last month. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, tough month? Why do you think that was? Why do you think it was tough? I, I don't need the microphone. Just you yell out. Why do you think it was so tough? Aspect month, yeah. And I don't know, we're going to talk about it here. There's one big aspect that, uh, one great big one. I, I don't even know if you recognize what it was. We're going to get into that today. It was aspect month because, well, it's, it's kind of the last call of the aspects, but there's a great big one there. I was actually right in the middle uh, of the room, so to speak. It was right there all the while. It was so obvious, so big, and so familiar, probably didn't even recognize it. Probably didn't recognize it. We're going to talk about that today. A rough month indeed, but A, you asked for it, B, you deserve it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Some of you online are doing that in your screen. To, <laughs> to me, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, you, you did. You asked for it. Yeah, we'll talk about that today, how you asked for it. I mean, you didn't like sit down with a piece of paper and say, make the month really rough, uh, but you did other things that made it a rough month. And, and you deserve it. I mean, you really, <laughs> you really deserve it, because it's, it's like a, a big cleansing, a big uh, – Calder's uh, giving me an image here – Roto-Rooter, uh, who says, you know, going in through the pipes, you know, cleaning the pipes out. So you deserved it. You deserved to get rid of all that accumulated gunk and crap that, and grease and dirt and grime that was in those pipes. You've been trying really hard to get rid of it, and I'll tell you right now, you can't do it on your own. Eh, we'll get into that today. But before we go any further, let's take a good deep breath. I'm so delighted to be here. I'm so delighted. You know, there was a point. I thought it was just going to be I, – at one point I said five people that make it, five chambre, and I was exaggerating a bit. I, I thought it would be eight. But, <laughs> but I'm so delighted. I mean, we have thousands and thousands and thousands uh, around the world who are – well, actually, um, Calder's reminding me, he just wrote an article about it. The realization is a given. It's a given. It's not a question. Some of you still question it, but I'll remind you, it's a given. You don't have to do a damn thing. It's now that you're going to stay in the body on this planet. How are you going to handle the energy? 
That's, that is the question. Before we go any further, though, let's do a little bit of Chambra wisdom. I love hearing your wisdom. Uh, yeah, so um, Linda on the microphone. Uh, I've got two questions today. First of all, we talked about dignity last month, and, and it really hit a, struck a nerve with a lot of you. What happened to the dignity? The dignity of the soul, of you as an angelic being. Even when I say, you know what? You're what you'd call a leader in your spiritual angelic family from way back when. You were a great leader in that family. You, and you, and you, and you, and you. Oh, we don't have enough time to go through all of you. All of you were were, I, I don't, there's not a good human word for it, but a leader. Uh, with your spiritual families, you came to this place, Earth, to, to learn, well, about a lot of stuff, but you came to this place, and where's the dignity now? You say, I'm telling you, you were a leader, and you're going, yeah, I, you must have the wrong one here. I, no, no, who, me? You know, uh, hundreds of thousands of angelic beings, that, they were looking to me? It's like, yeah, you, you. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, we're a leader, but where's the dignity? Where's the dignity? Have you wondered about that since our last gathering? I'm not trying to pick on you, but I certainly am. <laughs> what happened to the dignity? So the question, the first question today is, where's the biggest loss of dignity? What is it in, in your human persona that, uh, that you'd say is the biggest Loss of dignity. What area? Biggest loss of dignity. Uh, Linda, oh, there we go. Biggest loss of dignity. <clears throat> uh, lack of uh, not trusting myself, doubting yeah, myself. Where is it hitting in your life? Your pocketbook? Now my stomach. <laughs> your stomach. Okay, that's a good one. Lack of dignity. I mean, geez, what self-respecting angel would have ever made a gut that's attached to the butt that does all sorts of... I mean, it's just what? Yeah, loss of dignity. Big that's time. Big time. And, and you try to have a little pride. You try to put on a smile. You try to, to really connect with, with the I am, and it's like, yeah, but my stomach is, is turning right now. <laughs> God knows what's going to happen as a result of that. So, right. yeah, loss of dignity. Yeah. Uh, can you feel, does that affect you? Can you feel that? Well, it did affect me. Oh, it did? Okay. I mean, big time. Big time. And uh, actually ended up, uh, I chose to go into the hospital to do that rotor-rooter thing. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And that was a conscious choice that I made. And you're laying on the table going, where's the dignity as you drool on yourself yeah. or other other things, things other like things. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was uh, Yeah, this is a family show, so understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't have to. And you know, then how can you possibly imagine you're an angelic being? And this body is not even yours. What what's up with that? Yeah. Okay, good. Good start. Loss of dignity, where else does it hit? What other Parts of your life. Loss of dignity. Oh, you just thanked Linda for the microphone. That was so sweet. Yeah, thank you. Um, my heart. Your heart. What, what's with your heart? Um, I chose to leave 
a husband a long time ago, and I had to leave the country to work hard on getting my dignity back. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that hit your heart? Um, constriction. Has your heart been physically affected? Luckily, no. Yeah. Good. A lot of anxiety, so. A lot of anxiety. And, and you know, when you think about it, literally the heart, you know, it's a boom, boom, pumping the blood. And you're dependent on that thing which could go out at any moment. And, you know, it's dependent on that. You're an angel. Why should you rely on your heart, uh, which could suddenly, ooh, like that? No, it's not going to. No, 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 no. 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 But, you know, the funny thing is, I say that, and you're like, no, 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 I won't allow that to happen. You think your way through it. Thinking isn't going to do a damn thing. The, the heart doesn't respond to the mind. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. So we got the, the gut and the heart. What else are we going to go for? Loss of dignity. Job. The job, yes. You know, I got to work for a living. Why? To get money so I can pay mortgage and taxes. That's a bunch of crap. That's a bunch of crap. Do you have a job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do they pay you well? Well, I work for myself, so oh, I well, my, Yeah, actually, I pay myself pretty well. <laughs> pay yourself pretty well. Yeah. Do you like what you do? You know, I did. I've been doing it 30, 40 years, but I'm going to retire this year. I'm, I'm had enough. Yeah, what are you going to do when you retire? I think I'm going to buy a fishing license. <laughs> That's a big one. That was at the top of my list, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, don't go all out, though. I mean... <laughs> Don't overdo it. I mean, there's extremes, you know. You're going to buy a fishing license. What are you going to Are you going to go out and fish? I'm looking forward to spending more time outdoors. Outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the loss of dignity. Now, you're working for yourself, so yeah. there is a certain amount of dignity in that. You can make as much money as you want, theoretically. Yes. Yeah, what kind of work do you do by yourself? Uh, electronics. I do design prototype. Electronic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, and is there a passion for it? Well, there was. Yeah. What happened? I'm, I'm losing it. Why? It's, I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. What did, what did it originally appeal to when you started doing it? The unknown. The unknown? Uh, you know, because you look at wires and go, how can, how can a signal go through oh, there? I, every night. Yeah, I, I think that. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck the, how does that happen? So, yeah. oh, you know what then I say to myself? I don't give a damn. You know, it's happening. That's all that counts. Yeah. Uh, it appealed to your mind. The mind yeah. really liked it. It kept the mind occupied. And uh, so I, I would extrapolate and say that there is a loss of dignity in just the way the mind works and having to keep preoccupied. Having to keep it, having yeah. to keep it. No, really, the mind, the mind is really, I don't want to give away the answers, but it's undignified and how it, how it, understands things and it has to say, okay, there's electrons moving through uh, a wire at a certain speed and a velocity. It doesn't matter because you know what it just is? All of it is a stream of energy. energy. That's all. That's all. And now, okay, so maybe you want to know how it does it, but the fallacy in that is for an engineer and understanding how the electricity moves through the wire and all the rest of that is, that's just one of about 8,000 ways it's really happening. I mean, 
but then, then you get locked in and say, oh, this is an exact science of how it works. No, it's not. It's one of many, many, many things. So, so the mind says, oh, now I understand how, how this works, and therefore, sooner or later, I'm going to understand how reality works. No, not at all. Yeah, I found that out. Yeah, so go fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Good, thank you. A couple more. Biggest area, lack of dignity as a human. Lack of dignity. Hello. Hello. Um, you know, recently, I've been thinking about what you said about the I am forgiving us. Yeah, yeah. That we can't forgive ourselves. No, 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 I can't. Though we've been working on it. I'm going to stop right there, if yes, you don't sir. mind. Of course. I've got to underline and emphasize that. And some of you, you know, want to argue with me about it. Uh, I'm going to win. Be because uh, I've been there, done that. The, the human says, first of all, oh, there's nothing to forgive. You just haven't realized it yet. Secondly, the human says, well, I, I forgive myself. You cannot. You cannot. Uh, it's been tried. Uh, many, many have tried it. You end up on a very dark, dead-end road uh, because the human doesn't believe it. Because, I mean, here you are, undignified. Were well, you going to believe that you're really going to forgive yourself? No, you're not. And worst is, you don't even know what you're forgiving yourself for. Exactly. There's some big things. Uh, so I interrupted. Go ahead. No, but that was really the point. I've, I've gotten to a point after spending years mm -hmm. um, reviewing and determining I should forgive myself for A, B, or C. Can't. Can't do it. Figured that out. So <laughs> I've, been asking, <laughs> I've been asking the I am to forgive me. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I'm not specific. Sometimes I don't know, but I get these feelings, these aspects come up. I feel less than the wholeness of who I am. It's the only way I can describe yeah, it. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a moment and I'll yeah. go, for God's sakes, you're not that small. Come right. back. Fill yourself up with you. Yeah. Do you know? You know, I love these internal battles with oneself. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, you're going to realize how much time you wasted in your life on the internal battles. And you're not going to win. You never will. And also, uh, to, to really um, correct what you said, the I am uh, doesn't have to forgive you for anything. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't give a damn. You're here as the experiential part of itself. It doesn't care. It, it really doesn't. You could do anything. But you did say... No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Were you there? Oh, no, I Remember? didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Very careful with the words with Shambra. You know, Shambra has a funny way of twisting everything. No, I thought that was very Christian in going back in time, but I was trying to do... <laughs> no, the asking something outside of you to forgive you. So my I am, I'm thinking of the I am master self. Um, I am. I'm going to holler back to the kitchen. Could Please I get a, some sort of tray from back in the kitchen? Wine. Uh, some, like a it, serving tray. Oh. Just to make a point. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you can put a few treats on it, too, while you're at it. You can't forgive yourself. No, you can't. It's not possible. No, you can't. Therefore... You can pretend. You can play the game. You can pretend to forgive yourself. It doesn't work. And some of you out there say, well, I've been forgiving myself. Eh, good luck with that. You're going to find yourself uh, in your own hole, in your own pit. You're not going to be able to get out. Therefore, just it's can't. just integrating aspects. Was that your solution? I've been... <laughs> You said, Adamus, <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> Point
right to him. You know, Cheer at him. The nice thing about this day and age is that everything is recorded. And one can say, Adamus, you said, and I'll reply back to you, but you were delusional, uh, and it is recorded. Now, I never said that I'm waiting for my prop here before I uh, make my point. It's a little slow back there today. I think they're <laughs> celebrating going on. How long does it take to bring a tray to an Ascended Master? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So where were we? You were saying the I am forgives you. There's nothing well, to forgive. Well, I'm going to get back to dignity, loss of dignity. What's your well, biggest? Well, there's where my where loss of dignity? dignity is. When I'm going through a day and, and I find myself being small yeah. and undignified in that way. I'm right. not honoring myself. Right, right. And, and so, oh, good. Please. Peeps, peeps, peeps. No. I gotta stop for a moment. I haven't been on the planet for a long time. And, and I, I do indeed love a rolled Otani and nuts. Uh, it's, the, it's the food for Ascended Master. What the hell is this? It's a peep. I asked for a treat. It's a peep treat. Well, they must have misunderstood. I didn't say a peep, I said a treat. It, this, is, um, this is basically. Okay. Feel into the energy of this. It's basically fluffy sugar. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you eat these? No. Anybody? Linda okay. likes them. All right. Let's just pretend it's something good. Okay. Uh, oh, did you pull that out of your purse? Were you going to steal that? <laughs> For Christ's sake, she comes here to load up on food. No wonder some of you are going hungry. Edith is taking the food. What else you got in that purse? There's a piece of pizza in there. Good. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, now, okay. Now, theatrically. Okay. So you're sitting there at home trying to forgive yourself. I no, forgive probably me. Probably at work or some in some scene Driving where I need to be. Right. Right. The wholeness of me, and I'm not rising to the occasion. Right. And, and then, then that doesn't work, and you get all messed up in the head, and you have an aspectology month like you just had. Yes. And what am I doing wrong? So then you say, oh, that's it, that's it. I remember Adamus said, totally misquoting Adamus, that your I am is going to forgive you. I never said that. What I said is, can you receive the forgiveness of the I am. that the I am already has? The I am. Right, I get that from the dragon from Threshold. Yeah, 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 but you I didn't, just yeah. didn't say you it didn't right, say okay? It right. Yes. But here. <laughs> Boy, she have a temper today. No. no. Wow, wow. Talk about some bad aspects. <laughs> wow, wow. No, but truly, that came from threshold. The way you said that, I knew I was already forgiven. I'm supposed to take something here I don't particularly want. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, this has to go in this um, video you're putting together for Santa Fe. Okay, all right. All right. Play I'm along with me. The forgiveness. Play along with it's me. It's already there. I'm the I am. I'm okay. just sitting up in I am land. I'm just I aming. I'm just kind of oh. <laughs> Suddenly I, I I I hear a distress call, 
And it's like, oh, crap, the human again. Oh, jeez, never ending. Okay, I like, get my tray. All right, load it up with this stuff. Um, what else do we have? Oh, here, here's a chocolate bar and a fake flower. Just load up my tray. All right. Okay, I'll receive the here flower. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I am receiving the forgiveness. It's lovely. Thank a you. Fake flower. <laughs> That's it. That True. is it, I didn't right say there. It correctly. You didn't yes. say it correctly. No, but I got that at threshold. Maybe I forgot. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah, isn't it funny? And how many times did I tell you you're going to forget? You did say that. And how many times did I say you're going to distort and twist it and come up with every other iteration? Other, but I want all of you to remember this. Okay. Thank you. Oh, good, a bunny. This is, <laughs> this is a big bunny. Good. And what does that bunny represent? It re represents the I am that already forgiven me for every frickin' thing that's ever been done in my history. Right. Eons, lifetimes. Right. I don't even remember. And the fact all is, the I am didn't have to forgive a thing because it doesn't even it know was already, that word. Right. But by you receiving, I'm receiving the purity. The give crystalness. you <laughs> Don't give it to her. She's not ready. Jeez. Yeah, see, the first thing you try to do is slough it off on somebody else. No, it's yours. And, oh, thank and you. it's receiving the forgiveness and then coming to the realization I never did anything wrong. But you cannot tell yourself that. You can receive the gift, and not from God, not from Saint Germain, not from any other being, right. only your I am. And it's got no substitutes. It's my I am. Yeah, yeah, it's your I am. And when you see, <laughs> give me Thanks. that back. When, <laughs> when you are feeling undignified and unworthy, mm -hmm. you're going to come up with every excuse in the book and you're going to distort what I said mm -hmm. because you don't feel worthy enough. But when you can okay. finally say, I receive the forgiveness from my I am, from all that I am, I receive. Yes. And cleanse and purify everything. I, I, I keep the tray. I, I, no, you get the goodies. I keep the tray. It's my tray. It's my tray. You get the goodies. Yeah. Don't give it to anybody. Yeah. So she finally received. Uh, uh, yes. I Doesn't it feel good? Along. Thank you. Yes. So much. Thank you. And thank you for the, no. for the tray. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for playing along. Yeah, you know, I really want to go back on the point. The dragon is here. Oh, it is here, and it's not leaving. Well, it's not going to go. And you can, you're going to try to forget about it. You're going to distort everything I say, uh, as usual. And then I'm going to have to come and smack you up a few times and say, I, I never said that. I said, receive the forgiveness from the I am. But one who is not feeling worthy, one who is feeling dirty, undignified, not ready or small, they're going to find every excuse in the book not to accept it. As simple as it is, they're going to distort it and they're going to say, oh, I have to go to confession. Dumbest told me to go to confession today. Uh -oh. I, yeah, well, doesn't that sound like fun? They're going to come up with every, everything in the book. And you're going to try it a thousand times. I receive the forgiveness. And then you're going to wonder, what did I do wrong? How come nothing changed? Because all the time, the dragon is in there saying, there's some junk you got to let go of. 
And then one glorious day, and your 1,842nd time, or whatever, maybe millionth, doesn't really matter, you're finally going to get it. I receive the gift of forgiveness. I'm worthy now, and in doing so I realize that I am that I am. There's no judgment. There's no light and dark. There's no making my way back to some unknown God. I, I am that I am. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Anything. Nothing. That's it. Good. Oh, let's take a deep breath with that. It's so simple. You know, it's really, really the last step in, in coming to realization. So we got a little sidetracked, but it was a beautiful distraction. Uh, one or two more. What's the undignified part of being a human? Does that feel better? Yeah. Did you did you eat those? I'm saving them for No, no, no. Those aren't, aren't his. He can't have any. Don't let anybody take them. No, those are yours. <laughs> Good. Don't and don't share that chocolate with anybody. You see, because that's a tendency. Oh, look what I found. Everybody have some. No, it's only yours. As a matter of fact, if they bite into that, it's like a forbidden fruit. It will kill them. Yes. At one level or another. I mean, maybe not physically, but I mean, it'll kill something in them. Uh, no, it's not for them. And you cannot give it to them. And I'm going to make a prediction right here and now. Some of you, a lot of you actually, are going to try. You're going to try to do uh, forgive others. You're going to try to teach them uh, forgiveness in a way that's not actually appropriate. Uh, you're going to try to be the, the forgiving guru. And it doesn't work. It backfires on you and the one you're working on. It is so personal. I receive the forgiveness from my I am. And yes, philosophically, suddenly you're going to go, there was nothing to forgive in the first place. But that's a nice philosophical thought. It's only when you take it into your being and feel it, and it becomes alive. So a little clue, a little heads up, uh, all in regards to how I started with saying, Tobias uh, in, injected his energy, his living energy, into things. Guess what? That's where we're going, living energy. And you're going to realize that you haven't had a lot of living energy. You've had energy, but I'm talking about your conscious living energy in things. And it all ties in together at some point, the mashin and everything else. But that's where we're going, into living energy. And you're going to realize you haven't been living so much. Just been getting by. And we're blowing by all that, though. This is good. Okay, uh, I'm done with that question. I've got another question. So, this is a good one. So, Linda Pickwell here. So, what is it that causes someone who's on the spiritual path to suddenly stop? To, to turn around, to fall out, to give up. What is it that causes one to give up on their journey? Now, I will say this. You can never really go back. You can hide for a little while. You can pretend, but you can never unlearn what you've learned. Why is it, when you think about it, 
We've had a lot of Shamba dropout over the years, a uh, lot of them, and uh, doesn't bother me whatsoever. Clears the way for the rest of you. Sorry, I, I got more fingers in the screen here. <laughs> now you know it's it's appropriate, and and I hear all the excuses, and I don't like Adamas because he's obnoxious. Duh. Uh, you just realized that? I mean, really? You didn't drop out five years ago? Or um, what was the latest one Calder told me about? Uh, somebody posted that Adamus is uh, coming from the dark side and he's distracting. Well, hell yes. Uh, you just realize that now? Well, of course, I come from the dark and the light, and there is neither one. I mean, I said, come on, kids, grow up. I thought we were beyond this light and dark thing. You know, are we still playing that game? No, you aren't, but somebody was. So back to the question, what causes somebody to drop out, to turn back, to run away, to stop their coming to realization? What causes them? We've had a lot of Chambra over the years, and, and that in, uh, plus me encouraging them to leave. Um, Hey, you know, this is no place. This is no place at all for the the weak of um, of spirit. Not a, this is tough stuff, but it's fun too, isn't it? Two people said yes. Anybody on? Okay. All right. What causes somebody to drop out? Linda with a microphone. Oh, this is going to be good. Yes. Uh, doubt. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. And and the human just not being ready. Yeah, yeah human not, not being ready. Committed. Okay. What's the most common excuse they make when they, when they drop out? No, and I'm not talking just Crimson Circle. I'm talking about their path. But probably the doubt, just not believing it. But what excuse do they give themselves? Mm, um, I don't believe in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, not yeah. believing in right, it. Right. I just, I'm not connecting with it. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Okay. Good. What else? This is a really good question. What causes a person to drop out? Oh, Lindy's on the prowl. There she goes. More, more, more. Okay. Wow. Oh, oh, you should. All the anxiety over in that section is the mic. <gasps> Not me. But you've got a great answer. I already know that. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Um, to make up something, just anything. You know, it, it, to me, I've been struggling a lot with physical issues, a lot of body issues for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, if if I were to drop out, that would be an impetus for me to just sure. say, I'm done with this. I don't want to hurt anymore. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you're going through a lot of pain. Yeah. Absolutely right. And, and there's also that doubt that comes in and says, well, hang on a second. If this stuff really worked, I wouldn't be in all this physical pain. To which I reply, bullshit. Uh, it's a lot of physical pain. Really intense. The other ones that come through it after you aren't going to have it like that, and you're going to wish they did. Uh, but <laughs> well, no, I mean, to appreciate what you've gone through. Uh, but body issues, absolutely. And it's not so much that it's it's not that I don't believe in everything I do. It's just how long is this going to take? Right. Can I make it that long? Right, right. right. That's a tough one. Yeah. Is the body going to hold out? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Good. A couple more. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> when least expected. Yeah, so uh, what causes them to drop out? You're, you're working on uh, a film uh, that uh, I, I'm going to help 
uh, with my energy in it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, we've got some fun stuff coming up. Um, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> or ooh. Uh, so what causes a person to drop out? Just don't be, you know, not believing it's possible. Mm -hmm. So you're just, just giving up. Another fairy tale. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've chased the, 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 the carrot so long, and, right. and this is it's like, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So I'd rather sort of you know, be in my little cocoon and pretend it's all that, that other thing in, instead of the pain of having to, right. you know, I guess, go through another disappointment of, I thought it was there, and oh, it isn't. Yeah. So interesting fact, 93.75% uh, of the people who drop out just go somewhere else. They, they, they uh, go to another group, uh, they, they find another guru, they go somewhere else. They, they kind of they get distracted. They don't really drop out, drop out, uh, other than maybe a crimson circle, but they go someplace else. Uh, and, and then you know how long that lasts? An average of 2.5 years. And then they go someplace else, and then someplace else, and someplace else. Uh, they're, they're seekers, uh, and that's good. Uh, there, but we're killing the seeker here. That seeker aspect, boom, gone. Uh, no more. <laughs> it was an illusion anyway, so we're not really killing anything. But uh, so, so there's this whole thing, uh, the the doubt, and you know, is this really happening? And instead of staying true to that, uh, what they know, not not teachings or anything like that, but staying true to themselves, they go for another distraction. Most of them, some go off in the woods by themselves, metaphorically speaking, saying, I'm done with all of that. I, I just had it, no more. Uh, it, too much. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going uh, to get a job in a watch factory, you know, putting the little gears on top of the little gears, and that's all I want to do. And I go home and have my, uh, what do you call it these days, an IPA or something, uh, and that's it. And actually, I love those people, uh, uh, that, because they're being real honest, and they're saying, I just got to let everything kind of catch up and settle in, and, and I just got to come back to me. I love them, because when they come back, they're awesome. They, they've, they've come back to truth. They've cleaned a lot of stuff out. A couple more. A couple more. What is, what is somebody drop out? Go along on this, you spend a lifetime on it, or lifetimes, and then boom, you drop out. Yes. You knew that was coming. Oh. How come, I, I gotta ask a quick question here if you don't mind. How come you don't use your intuitive abilities more? Oh, I'm sorry for getting so personal. But <laughs> I know. Gosh, she looked at me like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm curious. You've got a lot of really good intuitive, uh, really sensing abilities. How come you're not using them? You know, I really kind of did the woods thing, but in a different way. Okay. And I wanted to just dive within. Yeah. And use them for myself. Okay. Because I started to tap lifetimes of always holding something for others or teaching in some capacity. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you're kind of playing a little bit of a you know, you're doing a dance. Right, right. And I thought, experimentally, what would it be like to just bring an energy for me? Okay. For me. Great. Love it. 
Uh, are you going to be and using? You have very, very good intuitive right, skills. Right, and then I hit a really raw, <laughs> like even now I'm shaking. Yeah. Physically raw period where I could not imagine going forth again until that sunk into my core, I guess. Yeah. And that's coming back, and there's a lot of vitality and inner discovery, and it's almost to the point where I don't. Okay, I'm not going to say that word. Um, Thank you. I'm beyond the mind to the point where I don't know where to apply it in this world, even in spirituality. Right, right. Because you go beyond duality, and then you're, the game is over. Yeah, it is. So It's a tough, tough, tough place to be. And right. Yeah. Good. So, uh, uh, so in answer to the question, why do people drop out? I would say because the mind has been programmed for duality, and it's never going to be satisfied. Right. It always wants something else to churn, yes. to gear, to be programmed for. Beautiful. And if it's going to be another group yeah. with another philosophy that I get to ponder for a while, and yeah. you know, it just goes on endlessly. Beautiful answer. And once you drop in the core of zero, no more duality, I'm done. Yeah. Then the game is over, the search is over. And then but the then new discovery what? begins. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. You're right. The game is over. You're at zero point nothingness. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's frightening. Loss of every human passion you had, every spiritual passion you had. Everything. All goes just to... And while all that's happening on the inside, externally, the human is super highly annoyed about everything. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> overly sensitive about... You've got this deep dive. You're going to, <laughs> to zero point within yourself, to nothingness within uh -huh. yourself. Everything is falling apart, and you know it. You try to pretend that it's not, but it is. You try to prevent it, but you can't. Externally, you're a bitch. Uh, you know, so not you, but I mean, <laughs> all of you, you bitches. Uh, you <laughs> no, you are. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, you are. <laughs> and, and you have every right. No, you are, and you have every right to be. And if you're pretending you're not, you're really deceiving yourself. I mean, you are cranky, you are bitchy, you are overly <laughs> sensitive, you're not pleasant to be around, you're, 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 you're just uh, almost despicable. And that's okay. I mean, no, really, let yourself be that way, because inside it's all blowing apart, you're coming to nothing. It's like, it's like that. I don't give a f <laughs> It's the best thing that others can hear. That you know, on the outside, you're you're just you're almost offensive uh, in a way. Mm -hmm. On the and, and if you're pretending that you're sweet, you are going to so find out what a bitch you are. Uh, you no, know, because it's very very difficult. Nothing is working anymore. You 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 just it's and to try to be sweet and sunshine and lollipops and love. Ugh. It's going to be more difficult. You're resisting. On the inside, it's like you're nose diving. It's crashing to the ground, and you can see down there is the end. It's nothing, and you can't seem to stop the slide. And you try every trick in the book, and you come up with all this cliches and mumble jumble and all this other crap, and it doesn't work. You're going to hit bottom. You are going to crash. Or you can allow yourself to gracefully in dignity, go into the nothingness of yourself. You get there in the nothingness, and you realize what a charade so much of it's been for so long. Mm 
But then you're in that nothingness. And you say, what next? What next? And you're in that nothingness, and you realize you are realized. I'll go so far as to say something, and Calder's trying to edit and spell check and proofread and everything else, and it's not going to work. Your realization comes in that nothingness. Nothing, nothing. And it's so nothing there's no black. You like to think that it doesn't happen there. You like to think that you are out for a walk in the park and uh, it's a beautiful day and, and everybody rabbits are running up to you and feeding out of your hand and all the rest of that. It, realization occurs in the, <laughs> in the I was picturing the, you just in the, <laughs> in the nothingness. Yes. And then in that nothingness is that incredible point. Uh, and it's, it's worthy of a movie, but I don't want to get into that right now. But you're in that nothingness, and you realized you realized. You realized, oh, shit. I just had to let go of all the old stuff. I had to come to this point where it's just me in the I am. And the I am is a big nothing <laughs> in a lot of ways, energetically speaking. There's, there's no energy in the I am. So you get there and you, it's like nothing, but yet there is something. There's no energy, but there is something. And if that doesn't strike a chord within you and remind you of when you went through the metaphor of the wall of fire into nothingness and felt the first I exist, it's, it's very similar. But now it's just with you. And in that nothingness you say, why would I ever want to go back to me being a bitch? <laughs> I got this human roaming around that's annoying and unhappy and body aches. Why would I go back? And you hear an old echo from a, the human within you, because I don't want to die. And you realize, I'm already dead. And it was nothing. It was nothing. And you hear that, but I made a commitment I was going to stay on the planet to be an embodied being. And it's like suddenly you go, that human was so stupid to make commitments and <laughs> oaths and all the rest of that. I forget about it. And you're in that nothing going, do I really want to go back there? Now, a funny thing happens. Here you are realizing you're realized. You're like, oh, damn, this is it, but big deal. I mean, and you realize I always was. Big deal. And suddenly you feel the presence of a tall, dark, handsome ascended master <laughs> coming around, <laughs> coming around, and annoying at times, coming around going, and now what? And now what? Do you want to go back? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> But back in a different way. Do you want to stay as an embodied human? Right. And then and, and you might have to think about it. And this is a tough one. And this is what you talk about cameras recording. This is what we're really recording. This is the most poignant moment of all. Of all. Your realization it's gonna happen. You're gonna hit bottom, you're gonna crash, you're gonna go into nothing. What happens next is the uncharted territory that we don't know about. Everything else is scripted. 
in, in a way. I mean, not scripted as in every little movement or word or that, but everything kind of, uh, you know, it's in the book. You're going you're gonna to get to realization. We don't know exactly how, you don't know exactly how, but you get there. It's scripted. What comes next is not. It's not in the book. It's never been written. It's, there's no uh, chapter that has it. And as I mentioned to Carl Drew and Linda recently, we're finishing up on, on the last chapter of the book, in, now in Kihak 8 and into part of Kihak 9. Then we go into the unscripted. And uh, that we do not know. How do you react to saying, you made it, you're realized, now what next? And it's not the, the, the decision you necessarily think it is. The human sits here and goes, oh yeah, but I'm going to stay. I don't know. But one thing for sure is that if you stay, it's going to be very different. And kind of as a heads up of what's coming next, it's all about living energy. All about living. And, and that's meant living as in alive, finally. That's why I asked the question last month, is it passion or freedom? Or mashing? Because I'm working with you on living energy. And that means several different things. Energy that's alive, not, not that's just stuck in a physical body. Energy that has vitality. Energy that has grace in it and dignity in it. That's living energy. But also now living energy. Living a life of energy. Not a life of running from it. Living energy. That's where we're going. Oh, thank you. That was a beautiful answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> and, no, it was, it was the perfect segue. So I asked a question. What the hell was the question? Oh, uh, why does one drop out? Why does one drop out? Take a deep breath and feel into this for a moment. Energy is too intense. That's it. I mean, we could say all these other words, they got lost, uh, doubted, distracted. The real answer, the energy is too intense. And that's what you went through this last month. The energy is really intense. They can't handle it. The mind can't handle it. You see, what's happening right now in this coming to realization and, and coming to the mastery, you're more aware of ever than energy, but you still have the old relationship with it. You're more aware of the bumps in the road. You're more aware of energy than ever. And what do you do? You try to hide from it. You try to deflect it. You try to ignore it, pretend that it's not there. You try to tell yourself everything's going to be okay, and it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Everything falls apart. I guess that's okay. But you try to say, I'm going to make it through this one. And, and I'm sorry, but sometimes I have to laugh. Uh, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to power my way through it. I'm going I'm to stay committed. And I tell you, <laughs> Calder doesn't want to channel that. <laughs> I was going to say something like, shut up. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to you continue with your old relationship with energy. It will not work. And when Shambhar drop out, uh, and a lot of them come back, but when they drop out of Crimson Circle, it, the energy's too much. It's hitting their lives, every part of their life, and it really goes and finds the soft spots. Abundance issues, 
health issues, everything else. Energy is too much. Uh, Ali mentioned before, the body. Is the body going to sustain? There's so much energy coming at it that it hurts right now, and that's why people drop out. So before we go any further, I want to do something a little special here. Let's do let's do a massage. <laughs> you need it. You really, really need it after last month. And and you know, it wasn't anything I would say was pre-planned, but it's like you needed a dose of real energy to kind of smack you around a little bit to say you got to change your old relationship with energy, and, and you're refusing. You're, you're almost refusing to change the relationship. You're going to say, I'm going to keep going the old way, and it doesn't work from here on. Especially, uh, like I said, uh, um, as we get into the new Kihak, we go unscripted, and the old relationship won't work. It's going to really be painful on your body, and it's going to mess up your brain. And on top of that, with everything else, we've called in the dragon. And even though you think that you're going to uh, lollipop your way through all this, you're going to find out that dragon's going to rip you apart, uh, or actually make it a beautiful experience. The dragon's here, so you get over some of the some of the old junk that's sitting there that maybe you don't even recognize, like your old relationship with energy. The biggest aspect you faced last month. You didn't even realize. It was so big. It was sitting right in the middle of the room. And you were saying, oh, I'm facing an old past life aspect, or I'm facing a dark aspect, or my fear aspect. That's all a bunch of crap. You're facing your energy aspect, and that's it. Your energy aspect. It's the aspect that was trained how to use energy in a what's now a very old way. You were de- working last month. You were feeling your energy aspect as as energy became more and more uh, present in your life. You became more aware of it. But you, your mind made up all this stuff about what the aspect really was, uh, the aspect of unworthiness and all the rest of that. No, it was your energy aspect. The dragon is biting its, at its feet right now, at this energy aspect. The dragon is really getting it activated. You know, it's a big blob of energy. Uh, this big, what do you call the the big purple elephant in the middle of the room, but it was the energy is sluggish and stuck and not very alive. We're coming into living energy. Let's take a deep breath and get a massage. A little music, please. That's tough on your body, and that's why I wanted to do this massage here. Take a deep breath and really relax into it. If you're watching in online, take a deep breath and relax. What comes in right now to give you this massage? You know, sometimes your body's tight and and just you can't seem to get the muscles relaxed. Go to get a massage, body work. It's really good for you. The Master, the Wisdom, asked to be here today to give you that massage. And the only thing you're being asked to do, dear human, is to allow. 
you lay down on the massage table and what are you going to try to massage yourself? No, you let somebody do it for you. You allow. You lay there on the table and at first you feel a little tight and stressed and pretty soon those gentle hands come over you. Slowly, not intrusively, but you can feel that warm touch on your body, especially around the shoulders and the neck. And then usually there's some kind of twinkly new age music playing, and then some incense maybe. And you just take a deep breath. Oh. Why didn't I do this before? And you feel those hands touch you. Oh, warm oil. Who invented that? What a great idea. Warm oil. Now, kind of on your back, your arms, your shoulders. You don't have to do a thing. You're just you're just laying there. Almost makes you want to cry. Just taking a break and allowing. But in this case, not a massage therapist or body worker. It's the master, the I am. And all you have to do right here is allow. That's it. Just allow. The master is going to do everything. He's going to rub every sore part of your body. have to do a thing. The master is really skilled at this because the master understands energy. Where it hurts, where it's stuck, what needs to be released. As the master's hands Work gently, ever so gracefully on your body. And almost here, coming from the Master, words of great wisdom, a word of great wisdom, almost like the Master was whispering. Great wisdom, and that one word is Allow. Just allow. It's kind of funny because as the master's massaging your your feet and your toes, oh, that that feels good. And you're hearing this 
this whisper, just allow, that's all. It's almost like the hands of the master, they're almost beyond physical. Like the master is reaching right in there, the muscles and the bones. Feels kind of weird. But yet, it's you. It's that part of you that we call the master. So it's not real weird, just a little weird. The master is working all along your body. It's kind of weird. Wow. I feel my heart is being massaged. my hips, like the Master is right inside my hips. Working up to your shoulders and your neck. This is a real full body massage. I mean, not just on the skin on the outside, but working on the inside. And you realize something. This master is just working on energy, that's all. Not really about your skin or your bones, your heart. The master is working on energy right now. The master is going in and literally massaging those energies, that thing that I had such an issue with last month. Wow, Master is working on that thing called energy, whatever that is. That's that thing that causes a lot of people to drop out, get off their path, or get distracted. Energy, oh, it's so intense sometimes. When here the master is working on it, touching it, doing whatever the master needs to do, you think to yourself, <laughs> I know a master is working on energy. I don't know what the master is doing, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So as a human, just take a good deep breath and allow. Allow this gentle massage from the Master. You can have this massage anytime you want. I want to tell you one thing right now, though. 
don't try to do it yourself. What I mean by that is, it's not you massaging you, not the human. If it was the human massaging you, you'd <laughs> be uncomfortable, ineffective, painful maybe, clumsy. You can do this anytime you want. You just lay down and let the master come in. The master is wisdom. It knows. It knows where every kink, every bit of stuck energy, every, every bit of hidden energy, it knows where it is. And just let, let the master massage it. Good deep breath. Okay. See how easy it is? And it was easy for one reason. You allowed. Easy for one reason. You allowed. That's it. Let's take a deep breath as we kind of move on with this. I know we're not done. Somebody was just saying, oh, we're we done now. We did a morab. No, we're not done. I haven't even gotten to second base with you yet here. We've got to keep hitting. So I was having a discussion with Kathumi the other day. And Kathumi came over. I was just minding my own business, as I always don't do. Uh, and Kathumi came over and said, um, Adamas, Aren't you a little worried about this upcoming big to-do that you're having for yourself in Santa Fe, New Mexico, ten years of Adamas? I, I, I got to say, I think he's a little jealous because you haven't put together something for him. So I, I'm gonna—he's not around right now. So I'm gonna—could somebody do something for him, like bake him a cake or something? Uh, I, I don't know, but he's. He's a little jealous. You know, Tobias had the great big send-off ten years ago. I'm getting my ten-year pin with, with Chambra coming up. But I think he was just trying to irritate me. Uh, and Ascended Masters can get irritated. Uh, we get very irritated. But we're also in the end. In the end. So we also can be very calm and blissful all at the same time. But he was trying to kind of get me. And he said, you know, they're going to do this roast thing. You know, they're going, to, they're going to be getting up there, and they're going to be making fun of you. Aren't you a little worried about that, Adamas? I said, why would they? Why would they make fun? I mean, I'm imagining they're just going to get up there, and they're just going to be filled with praise. <laughs> uh, I, imagine <laughs> I imagine they're going to get up there, and, and they were, it's going to be a little I'm going to feel a little embarrassed, but they're going to tell me what a great job I've done, how much they love me, how there's, how there's, I should be elected president of the Ascended Masters Club for eternity. Uh, I just have a 2,000-year gig here, but uh, for eternity. He said, aren't you a little worried uh, about that? And I said, um, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I know, I know it'll work out fine. And then Kathumi said, tell you what. There, there's going to be four people who come up to heap praises on me. <laughs> and Kathumi said, I'll be number five. 
so, uh, so I let him. I, I, I said, that's fine. Uh, you, you come up, you be there. But I said, you know, the one nice thing is, in the scheme of all this, guess who gets the last word of this whole conference? That would be me. So we get to talking a little bit more, and we got to talking about Chambra. And Kathumi made a note. He said, you know, I know it's challenging for you because I've noticed one thing about Chambra. They continue to think that they, the human, is the one that is working on realization. Why is that? And I kind of laughed and I said, that's, that's human, that's human. Uh, and he said, you know, they continue to try to, I don't know, fix themselves and heal themselves and make themselves uh, realized. And he said, can't you do something to make them realize they cannot? They cannot. They cannot think their way into this. They cannot make their way into this. The only things they can do are to experience it and to allow it. That's it. And I said, you know, Kut, you know, it's <laughs> we get casual. And I said, you know, I, I, I don't know how to impress upon them. We keep talking about it, and they're getting bored with me, you know, talking about allowing and experiencing and energy and. I said, but uh, we've got to impress upon them that they can't do it. They can allow it. Just like when the Master just gave you a massage. Could you imagine trying to massage yourself? Uh, first of all, they consider you a pervert, but they, they, they would just, it's not that effective. And, and then the way the, the Master just did, going in. Now that'd be really, really weird and really hitting the energy. No, you can't, and it's not your responsibility uh, at all. It's not. And I, I have to impress on you from where we go from here, it is not your responsibility for enlightenment. It's not your responsibility to, uh, to work at this. You can experience it and allow it, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Now, I know some of you think that there's something a little unbalanced with that, that you have to be a participant, that you, you have to be affecting all this by things you do or say or think. No, not at all. It's not your responsibility. And Kathumi said, you know, I thought maybe it was a little premature for you to bring the dragon in recently. He said, I, I work with Shambra a lot, and I, I thought it was like a great big leap, because that dragon, once it comes in, is pretty ferocious. And, and I was wondering if a lot of Shambra were really ready for it. And I said, you know, it's going to be hell for the first couple months, as it was. But I said, I think they're ready. I think it was time. And Kazumi finally acquiesced. He finally said, you know, I think you were right to bring that dragon in now, to have the dragon go after the things that a human cannot possibly do. The human can actually not 
really change their own beliefs and thoughts. The human by itself cannot understand how to work with energy. The human certainly cannot forgive itself, and the human cannot do realization. And I said, you know, but they're going to try, and they're going to try, and they're going to try, and they're going to try so hard, and they're going to think they're doing something wrong because it's not working, and then they'll finally realize it is not their responsibility. They'll stop trying, and they'll finally allow. Kuthumi said, yes, and you've got a lot of really hard-headed, stubborn Shambra, a lot of them. I said, I know, I inherited them. And I said, they're going to keep trying and trying and working at it, and they're going to get mad at me. They'll never get mad at you, Kuthumi, but they'll get mad at me, and then one day they're going to realize it's not up to me, the human, to do that. My responsibility is to experience and to allow to experience what I'm going through. It is a great experience if you get out of your way, if you allow. It is a great experience. It's not up to you to massage the inside. And I speak here of the issues. I speak here of the stuck and imbalanced energies. It's not up to you to go into the mind and try to repair it. You cannot. You can not. Period. But yet you keep trying. Yet you keep going in there. Yet you keep going into that jungle of the mind and trying to untangle it, and you cannot. You cannot. And that's why the dragon came in. The dragon, uh, by the way, I, we use the, 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 the term dragon. Uh, it's an ancient term, uh, and, and it was long before the humans popularized it as a creature with uh, scales and wings and breathe fire and all the rest of it. Dragon simply means absolute clarity, purity. That's all it means. And you can imagine it as this fire-breathing animal. You can imagine it as a chocolate chip cookie. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it is absolute clarity, and it comes from the I Am. It has no energy to it. There is no energy in the dragon whatsoever. The human likes to think it has a lot of energy. It doesn't need it. For what it's doing, it doesn't need it, and it's better off without it. The dragon is responsible for the reorientation uh, of how you work with energy. The dragon's responsible for clearing out the dead energy. That's in there. You've got a lot of energy, but it's dead energy. The dragon clears that out. You are only being asked to allow. The dragon comes in right now because you cannot fix your mind from within your mind. You cannot fix your biology from within your body or mind right now. You cannot. You're going to try. You're going to try to forgive yourself. You're going to try to do all these other things. It's futile. It will not work. And try to make yourself better, and it won't work because you're dealing with very limited perspective or consciousness when you're doing that. So you're putting limitation on limitation, and therefore you get nothing. It's like you know, adding together minus three plus minus two, 
what do you come out with? Minus five. <laughs> so it's like the human trying to fix their own thoughts and trying to even fix their own body. You can't. Right now, the, the next major thing we're going to is uh, the, the living body, the free energy body. I don't like the term light body for a, for a lot of reasons. I think it's been misused and manipulated. So I use the word the, the living body or the free energy body. Ali, it's going to replace that body if you let it and you keep trying to manage the process and you do it from within the human mind, the human limitations, the old uh, patterns of giving yourself physical pain and it's not going to work. You are going to end up being a physical wreck if you keep trying. If you just allow, it will happen on its own. Your living body, your light, your free energy body will come in. But you hear it now and you're going to go right back to doing what you did before. You're going to go back into worrying about your body, wondering what you should be doing for it, whether it's a medication or a supplement or thinking. Your thinking is making your body even worse because your thinking is coming from a place of dead energy, old energy, and it's not going to work. Allowing and experiencing, that's it. Get out of your way. That's why the dragon came in to say, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to find that stuff because you're not going to find it on your own. It's so beautifully hidden by the human. You didn't realize that what keeps a person, what causes a person to turn away on the path is intense energy. You'd have gone on and on and on in your head with all the kind of the macchio stuff. Energy is just too intense. That's it. The dragon will tell you that, or the master, or whatever you want to call it. But, dear human, we come to the point now, this point of saying, allow it and experience it. Get out of your way. There's a transformational process that's occurring in your body right now. I mean, right now, right now. Changing it over from an old biology to a very, very elegant, living, free energy body. And no matter how much you try to figure out how the electricity gets through the wire, and no matter how much you try to dissect it, you're not going to be able to do it. First of all, you're not going to, the mind will never understand what's going on right now. And even if it did, you, you couldn't affect what's happening by having a Engineering's understanding of the transformation from um, biological DNA-based biology into a truly free energy body. That's all yours. The mind couldn't do it, but yet it's happening. It's happening as I speak right now. It's happening at all sorts of levels within you, and it will continue to happen if you allow it and experience it, and stop thinking about it. Stop trying to make it happen. The human can never, ever come in or do realization. Think its way into it, study its way into it, or discipline its way into it. Ever. There's a lot of dead soldiers on the path to realization, and they're the ones who 
have insisted on doing it themselves, when all they had to do is allow it. And that's where we're going right now. You get tired of talking about allowing all the time, and it's like, oh, I'm allowing. You are not. You're in your own way. And I've asked the dragon now to come to show you how much you're in your way. I, I get this all the time. Oh, I know allowing. I allow every day. And I'm like, you are such a controlling bitch. Uh, it's like, you're not allowing. You're, all you're doing is taking that word, that sacred word, allowing, and putting it into your mind and letting the mind manipulate it. You're controlling it. You're, you're taking authority over it. Time to let it go. There's a big game going on. Great big game. And just realize the game's going on and allow it and, and experience it, but stop trying to control it. And here's the game. You know, a while back I talked about this story, the, the Land of Blue. There was once a time where everybody had all the colors. They were aware of the greens and the yellows, and they went and played in all of them. They played in the pinks and the reds and the oranges and the golds and blacks and whites. They played in every color, but you know, they got really fascinated with blue. It kind of came to be an obsession about blue. So at some point, well, people started turning blue, and our houses started turning blue, and the grass and well, the sky was blue, <laughs> but the grass and Pretty soon their cars were blue. Pretty soon their food was blue, and everything was blue. Granted, there was a little bit of variance in the shades of blue, but at the end of the day it was still all blue. And they were so deeply immersed in blue, pretty soon they all forgot that there were other colors. And then, of course, their children were born blue, of course. And <laughs> Go with the story here. Their children were born all blue, and the children never even knew there were other colors, and, and there were no books written about the other colors, because those were thrown out, and everything was blue. When there was a blue factory where they put out blue blankets and blue pillows, and it was run by uh, a blue boss, and this blue boss oh, – what a mess. What a mess. And he had a lot of blue employees. And, uh, but he was a mess, because he was trying to manage this group of workers and the equipment. The equipment was always breaking down, and the workers were always uh, sick. <laughs> they had the blues. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. And, and they were difficult to get along with and difficult to manage, and he was in over his blue head. I mean, and <laughs> what were you going to say? He blew it. He blew it. Right. <laughs> he had a blow job. I mean, because I, I was channeling one of you back over there. I don't know which one you're hiding now, but. <laughs> You see, in a little moment of allowing and laughing, some distraction uh, – maybe not elegant, but it was distraction <laughs> – you let something in, you let something happen. So uh, on with the story. So the blue boss was in over his head, and, and uh, he was not a good manager. He was not really actually a good person. 
He knew everything was, was about to fall apart, but he was trying to keep it together, and he did it with divisiveness, keeping everybody, you know, fearing everybody else and fearing him, keeping uh, information from this group and from that group, and instead of bringing everybody together and running a nice little blue company, he had everybody going in different directions. And, and this was his distraction for being a bad manager. And you know, customers were calling, complaining about their blue pillows. Uh, they're all torn up and shredded, or they smell bad, or whatever. And it was always it was the rudeness. You know, he would teach customer service to be rude to the customer, and it was just awful. He knew everything was falling apart, but he refused to admit it. He knew it was all coming to an end. That his big blue charade was up. His identity was locked into being the boss, the manager, controlling everything, doing everything, working. He worked a lot of hours because that's what blue bosses do. Worked a lot of hours just to keep things going, but he knew that something was going terribly wrong. It was all going to come to an end. And then one day, a mysterious stranger showed up at the door. And to the blue boss, this stranger appeared blue, but actually the boss would learn later that it wasn't at all. It was actually very clear. This mysterious stranger showed up at the door one day and said, I'm taking over. The blue boss said, Who the hell are you? And he said, I'm Dr. Agoni, and I'm taking over here. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to blow up this plant. Well, it happened. Dr. Goni came in, blew up the whole plant, and when he did, suddenly it blew up this tight weave of energy that kept everything blue. It kept everything small and, and limited. It blew it all up, and of course, the blue boss was aghast. I mean, he was responsible for controlling the plant, and suddenly it's blown up. It's all gone. And as he was walking amongst the ruins, smoking blue <laughs> ruins, he looked down and he saw something quite amazing. It was a little fleck of gold. At first he thought he was delusional making this up, but then he saw something that looked a little bit green and something else a little bit red. And it occurred to him that all this time, thinking that he was managing and running the blue plant, he was actually just limiting things, just keeping things confined, limited, and blue. And it took this mysterious stranger to come in and destroy everything. But the blue boss sat there and realized, actually, the only thing that was destroyed were the limitations. The only thing that was destroyed was the, the whole belief, the whole control, the whole thinking, I had to do it. As he continued walking amongst the ruins, he realized that there was an array of colors. And then he went and found dear Dr. Ogoni and said, how do we put this back together where I'm not having to control everything? Where it's just running on its own, and it's a myriad of colors. It's all of the colors. How, how do we bring all of the colors back to this land of blue? 
Dr. Argoni said, it comes back naturally. There's not a thing you have to do. I just want you to sit here and behold what happens. That's all. Just observe it, behold it, but get out of the way, because it's going to happen. And it did. The blue boss suddenly was no longer just all blue. The colors changed. He had many colors at that point. And a few people here and there started to notice that he's got colors. He's wearing blue jeans, of course, but he's got a white shirt (laughs) and a red hat and green shoes. And not everybody, not everybody, but sooner or later they started realizing. A few here and a few there, and then more and more and more. And suddenly there were some babies that were born, and they weren't blue. People at first thought it was very strange, very weird, but babies were born and they were multicolored. And a whole change swept over the land of blue, and it wasn't that much longer that everything came back to living energy, to full color. And as much as the blue boss had a hard time letting go and hated Dr. Argoni, and spell that out, D-R-A-G-O-N-E. I shouldn't have pointed that out. I should let you guess that on your own, but we have a precious few minutes left. He thanked the good doctor. He thanked the doctor for showing up and destroying the whole plant. Yes, dragon, doctor. Right, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> we might have, well, we don't have one of those things to write on. Yeah, dragon. That's what's happening to you right now. It's getting blown up. Just stand by, observe, watch, and realize it's the greatest gift. You, you get out of the land of blue. You tried struggling, you tried managing it, you tried supervising all those aspects uh, and, and trying to control them. It was, it was chaos, it was a mess. It was time for it to go. Let's put on a little music and end our day with a morab. End our day with a little Dr. Agoni coming in <laughs> right now. Oh, he will. She will. Let's turn down the lights and, well, I don't know if I'm going to call this a morab, but we're going to have something here. I can't emphasize with you all enough right now how important it is to just allow and experience. The human is not responsible for its enlightenment or its light body. It's not responsible for its intuition. It's not responsible even for its new relationship with energy. We'll talk about it, we'll we'll discuss the ins and outs, but the human is actually not responsible for it. I was debating whether to bring this up or not right now, sooner or later, but I was debating whether to bring it up, but let's go for it. Why, why hold back? Sometimes I have a term that I use for, for you, for Chambra. 
It's actually a kind of a term of endearment, but you may not think so at first. <laughs> Let's have a little more music. I need something to kind of <laughs> soothe the blow here. I, I call you the Atlantean headbangers. <laughs> no, really, I, I do. <laughs> oh, for good reason. There was a time when the mind didn't reign supreme. There was a time when the land of blue wasn't just blue, it was many things. There was a time when the mind didn't control everything and limit everything. Then along came well, the headbangers. The ones who took energy. A lot of really intense energy. Put it into the minds of humans in such a way that it passed on to their children and their children. Passed on generations and generations. The energies were so intense on the mind that it caused the mind to go blue. Even though all the other colors were there, the mind could only perceive blue. And you, who I call the Atlantean headbangers, were the ones that were such a part of this work. It wasn't malicious wasn't done with ill intent. It was done to try to make, well, all of us a community of one, through the mind, through conformity. And what it really did in the end was not only create an over-focus of the mind, but it also created such a belief in separation, almost a belief that could never be wiped out in separation from yourself, from your body, from your very spirit. Intense energies that were put into the minds of humans, and it didn't take a lot, by the way. It didn't take a lot. They didn't have to go around to everybody in Atlantis. It didn't take a lot. It created everything to go blue. I guess you'd call that oneness. I call it extreme limitation and separation. Headbangers, ones who went and created this separation, limitation. And humans have lived with it ever since. In a way, it served a purpose. It was the experience of the I am to be separate. Well, yeah, the I am would want to experience that, you know. Doesn't want to just experience all of itself. 
but to experience separation. So in a way, you headbangers did, I guess, wonderful thing, created such a beauty of separation. But it was almost like sealed in, and there's only one thing that can open it up, and it's not you. It's not the human. It's not your thoughts. Your thoughts are going to get more and more blue as you try to break through that barrier. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. But this mysterious stranger shows up. This Dr. Agoni, the dragon. It'll do it. Yes, you could argue philosophically it is you, but realistically it's not the human you. It's going to come in. You know, in the story with the blue boss trying to control everything but knowing it was going to fall apart, the dragon's going to come in and, well, tear things up. The dragon's going to bring you back to living energy. Because you know, when everything went blue, energy got thick, dense, almost like it really wasn't living anymore. The dragon's going to come and blow that all up so the energy lives again. So, dear Atlantean headbangers, all of you, <laughs> look what you did. You have to be the first ones to go through this. Call it the spiritual path or anything like that. And you got to be the first ones to go through it because you're the ones that painted everything blue to begin with. That's your mashin. That's it right there. Let's take a deep breath together. You, dear human, it's up to you to experience and to allow. That's it. Let the dragon come in and do the work. Let yourself Come back to living energy. Let yourself go from blue to the full spectrum of colors that have always been there and then the new ones that are coming in. But please, please, stop trying to do it yourself. Stop trying to control it and run it and think your way through it and you can't. I want you to really look at that. Look at yourself, dear human. You cannot do it. You cannot forgive yourself. And effectively, you cannot change yourself. But you can allow. And then let yourself go through the experience of what it was like. That's it. 
Let's take a deep breath together in the glorious beauty of this day. <clears throat> My dear Atlantean headbangers, <laughs> I don't feel guilty about it. It's, you know, I just receive the forgiveness. Don't, don't go now having to make yourself suffer for, for doing that. I'll, I'm going to explain more about this in upcoming shouts kind of what happened and how we're going to make it unhappen. Let's take a good deep breath together. Just one final note on this day. Would somebody please do something to honor Kathumi? He's feeling so bad. With that, my dear friends, I am that I am, Adamus, in service to a rowdy group of headbangers. And remember, all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you. And so it is. I again invite us to take the good deep breath and celebrate these incredible gifts from Adamus. So, thank you for being a part of the Emergence Series, for being here with us in the studio, wherever you're listening or watching from. Again, thank you for being here. And please realize that we're going to be back in about 10 minutes for a special presentation from the Root Awakening Group. I invite you to be back for that very special presentation for a group that's doing a very special project. Once again, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Thank you for being a part of this event. Thank you. song says, uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you go in your life, at some point you're going to need somebody to stand by you. Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank you. Thank you.